Good evening. Last week we spoke about self-growth and being self-aware and we want to be in a growth mindset. So one thing that people do when they're in a growth mindset is they're productive. So this week we'll speak about being productive and using time. So is time a value in Judaism? Yes. It's very, very important not to waste time and to use every moment. Every moment is a gift from God and we want to use every moment to its fullest. We don't want to kill time. And when we do something productive with time, we give energy and life to that moment. Where do we see that time is so important? There are a few examples. The very, very first mitzvah commandment that the Jewish people were told is to sanctify the new moon, to sanctify the new month. Um, Every month there's a mitzvah to make that month holy. And you might think, well, that's not such a big important mitzvah. That's not something like... Um, keep Shabbat, it's not something like um, don't kill, don't steal, it's none of the Ten Commandments. What's the big deal about making a month holy? And the idea is the value of time. We're sanctifying the time. We have a message that every moment is precious and every moment is special and should be used for good things. Another example where we see this value is our first father, Abraham, Abraham, is said that when he passed away, it says he was Baba Yamin, which literally means he was coming in days. And the commentaries explain that this really means, what does coming in days really mean? Coming in days really means He was accomplished in his days. His days were full. He lived every day to its fullest. And that was something very special about Abraham that we we all want to do as well. We want to try to fill every day and be fulfilled and be accomplished. So now that we know that the value of using time to its fullest and how we want to make sure to use every moment. Um, We have a question, what should we fill our time with? What should we do to be productive? So, here are some ideas. One idea is to choose something meaningful, something with purpose, because when we choose something meaningful to fill our time with, that brings us joy. Doing something without purpose um, does not lead to long-term joy. And I'll share with you two stories that illustrate this point. The first story is um, of a criminal sentenced to 10 years of prison. Now, um, just to preface, I don't think this is a true story. I think it's just a parable, a story with a lesson. So... um, This criminal was sentenced to 10 years prison 
and he had a job in prison. He was meant to turn a lever round and round every day. That was his job for 10 years. So he imagined that there was a big flour mill on the other side of the wall. So he was, you know, turning the lever every day and imagining that he was accomplishing this amazing processing flour and um, he was doing so much for the whole world out there. He was making sure everyone gets their bread because he's grinding all the flour and um, he kept going every day. That's what gave him energy. He just imagined that flour mill. And he felt so good about himself. So even though he was in prison, he stayed sane that way. He was feeling good. He was feeling productive. He was turning the lever and people were getting their bread. This was great. And after 10 years, when he leaves prison and goes out and wants to see what bread he was making all that time, and he sees that there's absolutely nothing on the other side of the wall. That's, that's when he had the hardest moment from all the 10 years of jail. His hardest moment is when he sees that everything he did, there was no purpose to it. All his doing had no purpose. And if we want to really be productive, it's not just enough to do things, just to fill our time, you know. Um, if there's no purpose to the things we're doing, because ultimately we won't feel good about it. And if we really want to feel good about the things we're filling our time with, then we want to choose the purposeful things. One more story to illustrate about how doing something with purpose is what brings joy. Um, it's quite a similar story. Um, again, it's a parable. So we have a wealthy nobleman who was taking a walk one day and he sees a peasant pitching hay. And the nobleman was fascinated by the movements of the peasant's arms. And he said, you know what, I'm going to pay you. He told the peasant, I'll pay you if you come to my mansion every day. I'll pay you just to see the sight of you moving your hands, getting that hay, pitching that hay. And um, the man was pretty excited. The peasant was pretty excited because the nobleman was going to offer him some money. So the peasant's very excited. He comes to the mansion and he starts swinging his empty pitchfork for an hour. And he collects his money. And that money was more than his whole week of pay, How what he usually managed to get from his job. Easy money. But... He kept coming back every day to this nobleman, and every day he had less and less enthusiasm to do this for the nobleman. And before the week was finished, he told the nobleman, I'm, I'm finished, I don't need to do this in my life. The nobleman said, what's the problem? Why would you refuse such a big salary for coming 
to me and swinging this pitchfork in my house and you'd rather go out in the extremes of either the ice cold winter or the boiling hot summer and do this for real outside um, and you could just do it so easily in my house and earn much much more money and the peasant answered master I'm not doing anything and we could see from this story and the other one as well how at the end of the day it's not just about doing something to get money or it's not just about doing something to fill time but people want to feel a sense of joy as well with the things they choose to do now someone might say well that's a bit too intense I can't always always be doing things with purpose things with purpose you know I'm, I'm gonna be too intense on myself too strict on myself and I won't have any relaxing time so there is a concept that um, everyone needs a break and everyone needs relaxing time and relaxing time can help you be even more productive when you go back to your productive time if you have that boost of energy that you got from your relaxing time, that itself is being productive because it's giving you more energy to accomplish even more in your productive hours. So you can go ahead and give yourself some relaxing time. Some more ideas on how to choose what to fill your time with. So again, besides for choosing something that's going to give you some sense of joy because it's purposeful, Another thing that will give you joy with the things you choose is when you choose something that's connected to your specific talents and your specific strengths. One of the lessons we learn from King Ahasuerus in the Purim story was how the Megillah describes how he made the most luxurious feast and he had a display of all his wealth and all the food and all the wine and the marble and the gold and silver and all the materials and it describes this feast in such tremendous detail the furniture, the food and the lesson that the rabbi teaches us about this is that even from someone like Ahasuerus who wasn't an especially good person he was planning to get rid of all the Jews but even from him he uh, we can learn a very very important and powerful lesson and that is to use our resources down to the last resource Ahasuerus put, put out on display every single bit of wealth he had and when we choose something to be productive we should think of something that we can use all our resources, all the things that God gave us, our talents and abilities, we should put them together and do something good with it. Use it for something purposeful, something that would make God happy, something good for the world, something maybe not the whole world can benefit from it all at once, but maybe there's one person that can benefit from something we're going to do, and we use all our talents to do it. On the topic of using our own talents, um, we see that in the book Hayom Yom, 
it says something interesting, interesting quote. It says, there's someone who can drill pearls or polish gems and instead works at baking bread. Now, even though baking bread is very, very important, but the person who could have been drilling pearls or polishing gems instead did the wrong thing. And so everyone has to think about what they can do and leave the things that someone else could do for someone else. And we should do the things that maybe only we can do. We should try find something unique that we can do and try make it our very own project to do. We find out that someone can benefit from something that we personally can contribute then we should use everything we have for that. One more story about using our own unique strengths and talents to get things done. Um, there was a wealthy businessman and his coachman arriving in a city one Friday afternoon. The rich man went to the best hotel and the coachman went to his simple place where he was staying. They both, in their own places, go get ready for Shabbat and go to the synagogue. On the way to synagogue, the rich businessman sees a large wagon. And the wagon had swerved off of the road and was now stuck in a ditch. The rich man decides he's going to jump in and help someone who needs some help. He starts pushing and pulling, but to no avail. Even though he was a very good businessman, he had no talent at getting a wagon out of the mud. And so he finally, finally, after a lot of struggling and not managing to get the wagon out of the mud, he finally arrives in the synagogue with his clothes all ruined and all muddy and that's how he came to the synagogue. Meanwhile, the coachman, the simple coachman, came early to the synagogue. He was all ready for Shabbat. And there were some poor people who had come into the synagogue looking for a place to stay. The coachman had a generous heart. So the coachman said, you know what, come to where I'm staying. You'll share my Shabbat meal with me. And so these poor guests, all these poor people all set, took him up on it. And, you know, yeah, we'll go to you after, after the synagogue. We'll go to your place and we'll have the Shabbat meal by you at your house. Little did they know that the coachman was so simple and did not have enough to share a Shabbat meal with all those poor guests. So they didn't have a very wonderful experience at that Shabbat meal. And so as you might have been able to tell what happened in the story is that the wealthy businessman who could have hosted all the guests easily ended up taking the role of trying to help the wagon driver. And then you have the simple coachman who could have easily helped the wagon driver get 
come out of the ditch, he ended up with all those Shabbat guests. And so the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, his name was Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, he told this story and he explained the lesson from it, that every soul has a unique mission. Every soul has unique talents and resources and strengths to be able to fulfill this role. And we want to be so careful to stick to what's unique to us and to stick what we're capable of and to stick what, to what our unique job is. So that, that can apply when we actually like really feel like there is something that I can really do this, you know. So sometimes it's easy to realize which things are my style and which things are totally, you know, not my thing. But then there's other times when we have a few different options in front of us. So what should we do then? And there's a concept um, called, in the Talmud, it says, this world is like a banquet. And what we need to do is grab and eat, which means that the people who come to the banquet in the beginning, when they have all the choice in front of them and all the time in front of them, so they can spend time taking the appetizer first and then taking the, the next bit next. And someone who comes right at the end of the banquet, right at the end, right before they're about to clear it away, we have the concept called grab and eat, which means we're just going to take whatever there is. So we're going to take whatever opportunities come our way. And so when we're given a few different options of things to do, things that we can be productive and purposeful things, we can just choose, grab any, just grab the opportunities as they come. And one opportunity will lead to another. And that will keep us being very productive. So I hope I gave some different perspectives on being productive. And Shabbat Shalom.